Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hey, I'm Molly Sims. And I'm Amisha Gormley. We're two girls obsessed with one thing, beauty. beauty. And by that, we mean everything that makes you look and feel beautiful. We're calling on our favorite health experts, industry insiders, and friends to answer all your beauty questions. With a drink in hand. Definitely with a drink in hand. <laughs> You're listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims. Oh my God, this is going to be so We're fun. We're fluffers here. <laughs> We're fluffers. This is going to be a fun one. I can feel it. I know it. I love it. I've known this person for 10 plus, 15 plus years. She still looks like she's in her 30s. <laughs> I love being in New York for this one, too, because I also just like creep on this one's Instagram and feel like her entire life is so New York. So this just feels right. Okay, so I've been working on this guest for over a year. She has fashion. She has style. She has beauty in her own way. She has home. She has, I mean, she is a chef. In fact, Live Beautiful is still remains Abrams' number one selling interior design book to date. You guys, Athena Calderon is one of the coolest people, and she is here today. She's an interior designer, an author, a chef, an entertaining expert, the founder of her lifestyle brand, Swoon, with over a million followers. She's basically a home guru. She has insanely good taste. Okay, you guys, she's wearing Frankie jeans. She's wearing, I think, a cape belt. I have an Oscar. She's in front of me. <laughs> she's wearing Chanel shoes with light little heel, glitter, black, a striped top. What's your and striped a top? Kate bag that Mateau. Mateau. Ugh. And a cape bag that they gave her. Okay. She's here <laughs> and she's insane. Kate probably gives to no one. She resides between the Amagansett and Manhattan. We are so excited. Okay. So we're going to talk about home. We're going to talk about a little bit of everything, but we're really going to focus on entertaining 101 for the holidays and beyond because I get so much inspiration from you. I get from your books, literally from your own Instagram, from Icewoon. Like, how did you become Athena Calderon? Like, how did <laughs> how did this happen? Well, I was born Athena Avella, and I was married into becoming Athena Calderon. But how did Athena become <laughs> Athena? Like, how did the little girl become this, you know, Real triple threat. I mean, you have a real place in fashion. You're, yeah, you're everything. Like you're, you're everything. An inspiration in all those fields, well, which first. is really difficult. Like you're in vogue and you're cool and you're like, and you're an interior expert. I mean, you have a collection of furniture, which I you do. guys, it's amazing. Which is beautiful. And I her hosting pieces, which are great. Okay, we're, this, we're, okay, we're giving we're, away we're the stop whole talking. Episode. We'll let you talk. Well, first of all, thank you. I'm honored to be here and I'm honored to have this conversation. And thank you for that 
beautiful celebratory praise. I'm going to just one moment kick it back for a minute. We have known each other for over 20 years because we used to study acting together with Susan Batson. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. <laughs> Did you know Right that? here on Broadway. Right here on Broadway. Holy shit. So that was so I'm pre-9-11. So this was so when I would just turn 30. I was transitioning to try to become an actress. Holy shit. Susan Batson. <laughs> where are you, Susan Batson? She's probably still an incredible acting 1, teacher. I mean, thousand percent. was so good. It was so good and so brutal. It was, she know. was so mean. <laughs> Wait, which actually makes me realize I saw you on a TV show, an old rerun of something recently. Sex in the City. Yes. <laughs> You were oh the God, naked, right. you were the hot naked chick in the in the locker room. <gasps> I was. Oh, oh my God! Yes, right. I recently you guys, saw that. She sorry. Really okay. Is. Wow. Okay. Actress. We just went off topic. Okay. Oh my goodness. Susan yes. Batson. Oh my God. I can't. I okay. Sorry her. to like. No. You know, oh my take God. Us that in a different that direction. just triggered what I saw triggered. on TV recently, and I was like, Oh my God, that's Athena Calderon, and you were the hot naked chick in the locker room. You I have was to come topless. back on Sex and the yeah. City. I was topless, you have and to I didn't tell my mom. She told like the whole my whole small Long Island town. She's a hairdresser. She told all of her clients, but I forgot to tell her that I was going to be topless, and then she was so upset with me. Oh, oh. But, mm, you know, mm, fine. Mm -hmm. Some, you know, sometimes mm -hmm. you just leave out certain elements. Mm. Anyway, talking about my mom, I really do attribute like everything that I love about the home and about beauty and about having really high standards to her. We didn't have a lot growing up, but everything was thoughtful and considered. And I loved setting the table with her for the holidays and pressing the linens and like the on Thanksgiving, like the turkey was always perfectly golden and the table was always beautifully set. And there was just attention to detail. She never settled. She taught me to never settle. And I found myself in the home space because I, I hadn't figured out career yet. When we knew one another at Susan Batson days, I was like exploring acting, but it never really happened for me besides Sex in the City. <laughs> and that studying method acting was kind of brutal on me because like you're churning up like all of your emotional stuff without then having the tools to deal with it. And anyway, I was like in a kind of like turmoil and just dealing with like just my own stuff that it was a, acting, she was really wonderful it was really really hard and difficult her class it was hard you were really pulling upon whatever you know trauma or stuff that you'd navigate and I mean method acting is tough but anyway I was navigating that path to be an actor and I was so in love I had just gotten married and we wanted to have a baby and I got pregnant and I was just so happy to like check out of acting life and just really focus on my family life. And I was 26 when I got pregnant. I hadn't figured out career yet. And then once I had my son, I was just like so happy and at home. I didn't have a nanny. My husband was on the road. He's a musician. I was home alone a lot. So what I did was make my homes beautiful and make incredible dinners and explored both passion and purpose in the kitchen through like I was always a creative and like I was a dancer in high school and college and like so I didn't have creative expression at that time in my life and I kind of used my home and I used cooking and time at home alone to explore myself and to self-educate so everything I'm doing now in home and in in design and in the culinary space really started in my 20s from kind of being isolated and home a lot and just using, you got to use what you got, right? So you were like, self-taught. 
Entirely. Self-taught. And then I went back to school. And then I studied interior design. And then I don't have a degree, but like I went back to Parsons and I took courses. And then I went to culinary school because I just, I was like voraciously reading cookbooks and teaching myself, you know, really important cooking techniques. And I just, I always had an insecurity around education that I like never graduated college and bopped around a bunch of different colleges and I never found careers. So I had this like insecurity and like the self-education surrounding what I was teaching myself at home in food and design is really what gave me pride, pride of place, purpose. And, you know, luring my 20-year-old friends who wanted nothing to do with like going to dinner parties to my house by like setting the mood and flowers and music and candlelight and delicious meals. And, you know, so it just like, it just happened very organically. And I'm very proud of how it all unraveled and how it continues to kind of guide me. I swoon, you know, or the home will always be my greatest teacher. And do you remember the moment where you're like, I I could make this a career? Do you do you remember what year? Do you remember is there a moment that changed a call, a um, a job, a, someone you met that they were like, oh, I, I believe in you or wait yeah. a second. I mean, I think it's really important to set intentions. And even if they feel unrealistic, I I knew nothing about this world I was entering. I like started on a Tumblr site. I started meeting other people that were, you know, in that blog space. And I would just like ask them like, you know, well, how do you monetize this? I didn't even know what monetizing, I didn't know that word at the time. (laughs) Like, how do you make this a business? Like, do you have an agent? I would start to hear other people's journey and maybe like latch on to what they did and say like, oh, okay, like they have a manager. I want to get a manager. And like, I just, I honestly, I was talking to somebody last night at dinner about like, just be like a trailblazer of like not knowing the path and just like taking that first step and seeing. But a lot of people can't do that. It is probably the biggest, the hardest thing to take those steps, I I, think. I agree. And I think also sometimes being self-taught, not having that background is oh, yeah, you also don't... the biggest gift you've given yourself because I think you're operating out of instinct. Yeah. And that to me is, I think some of the most talented people are those people. Because you didn't have a path. You made your path. You don't, yeah. I made you take a little bit from here, a little bit from here, a little bit from there. Have you always had good taste? <laughs> it's so funny. One of my oldest friends in New York would be like, you know, we would like walk into a vintage store when you were like 19 and like people would look and just like not be able to find like the thing on the rack. And like, I would walk in and I would be like that and pick it out. And it would be the thing that I would buy. Like I, I, you had an eye. You, I have an eye. eye. I guess I swoon. I swoon. I swoon the things my eyes swoon over. Living out in LA is hard to resist leaning into the California style and way of dressing. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about Rails. It's for both men and women. It's California-based brand. It's a little bit of California casual with European sophistication. They focus on crafting incredibly soft fabrics that feel more luxurious than anything you've ever worn. You may be familiar with Rails from its celebrity love shirting, but they offer effortless dresses to cozy sweaters, versatile outerwear, and must-have denim. They also have a men's collection that features everything for the guy in your life. The classic button-down, the trowel-ready tees, as well as the heritage-inspired outerwear and all-season trousers. It's versatile, it's quality, it's comfort, it's at the core of what they do. I got so much new stuff 
I'm loving the ebony skirt in champagne floral. It can be dressed up, it can be dressed down. It's pretty, it's silky. I am obsessed with the Krista pant in light heather gray. It optimizes airport style and weekend lounging around the house. It's so good. The rainy sweater and heather cable is my new go-to for a chunky knit. Love, love, love the Odyssey jacket. It's great for wearing on its own, layering. It literally goes with everything. Whether you guys are looking to add something incredible to your wardrobe or you just need that perfect holiday gift, Rails offers such a versatile selection of clothes that you can take with you really anywhere. Rails provides free worldwide shipping and free returns. Enjoy 10% off your first order on rails.com when you sign up for emails. That's rails.com, R-A-I-L-S.com. Hair loss affects over 80 million Americans. In fact, it's so common that by 35, two-thirds of men will experience some form of hair loss. And honestly, it's not just men. 40% of Americans who experience hair loss are women. If you, like me, have been wanting to take control of your hair health but aren't sure really how to start, I have the answer for you. It's called Divi. When lifestyle blogger Danny Austin went through an emotional hair loss journey, she took it upon herself to research and learn the importance of scalp health. That's right, scalp health. This led to Divi's first product, a scalp serum that improves the appearance of breakage, nourishes hair follicles, and really removes product and oil buildup that you don't even realize is there. Divi doesn't just have to be for those experiencing hair loss. It can also be for someone just starting to or continuing their scalp care journey. Their mission, their mission to create products to promote your healthiest scalp, happiest hair with ingredients that are clean, effective, and backed by science. Some key ingredients, copper tripeptide-1. It's a small protein made up of three amino acids to facilitate a clean and hydrated scalp barrier. They use caffeine, they use tea tree oil, amino acids, hyaluronic acid, nourishes and hydrates the scalp for a clean environment for healthier hair. Do you guys wanna take back control of your hair and scalp health? Do it with clean science backs ingredients. We have a special offer for you guys at Lip on Lipstick on the Rim for our audience. Go to DiviOfficial.com slash lipstick or enter lipstick at checkout for 20% off your first order. Go to DiviOfficial.com slash lipstick or enter lipstick at checkout for 20% off your first order. That's DiviOfficial.com slash lipstick for 20% off your first order. How did you come up with the name Ice Swoon? Let's start with that. It too. was like a play on words. It was just like, you know, me and the thesaurus, like playing. Like, I actually have like 15 different names for Ice Swoon. And every year I get like an email from Tumblr to be like, congratulations, happy 15th birthday to like, <laughs> you know, swoon your eye or your eye swoon. Or like, that's amazing. I had all these different versions of it. All right. So, entertaining. Entertaining. It can be so daunting. And if you're not a seasoned host, what would you say is the advice you have for someone who wants to start? I think that you should find like two recipes that are in your back pocket that like you can make with your eyes closed. And I think that if you can figure out what that recipe is and really not have to like stress about it and it could be something that could be prepped in advance and it could be something that you don't have to you know, have this laborious experience like right before or definitely during the dinner when you're entertaining, like that's the first thing, like something you just know is exceptional. And what are the keys to entertaining in terms of is it a lot of candles, really beautiful flowers? If you were to entertain, you're going to do a dinner party for 12 people. Yeah. 
Do you have a little station? You don't have a, you don't have money for a bartender. You don't have money for like, you're kind of, you're doing it on your own or as a family thing or just get together with your friends. How would you start? I always say simple ideas, thoughtfully executed. It doesn't need to be fancy. It doesn't need to be expensive. Like even if you're going to entertain and you, you're not a cook, like order in and just present it really beautifully, you know, like it doesn't have to be, you know, something that is expensive or you don't have to not entertain just because you don't like to cook or you don't know how to cook. Like, I think that I love to think of things as like 360 degrees experience, right? Like think about the lighting, dim your lights, have candlelight. Everybody looks really beautiful in candlelight. Don't have candlelight too high. Don't have it too low. Have it at a variety, you know, like you want something like mid-range so everybody looks really glowy. Uplight is really pretty, you know, pick a playlist and just like make sure that you're not like running around while you're entertaining, like figuring out like, oh, my speakers aren't working, you know, like just think about every experience. Think about when somebody walks into the space, what the lighting is, what the sound is, what the scent is. I think that, you know, create a world that, you know, somebody steps in, they don't want to see you stressed because then they're going to be stressed. So just, you know, figure everything you have to in advance so that you can be present and that, you know, you can have fun and you can enjoy the experience just as much as your guests. But sometimes well. the worst part is you feel like you have to clean. Like I start to like have anxiety and I need to clean up. I know. I'm like, I'm trying to clean. I mean, to be perfectly honest, like the reason I also started to get into entertaining is because I was debilitatingly shy and it was a way for me to like keep busy. So mm-hmm. it was like everybody else can chat, but like I'm busy cooking and cooking. prepping and like a little bit of hiding. Yeah. Yeah, it's, probably because at the time I was like embarrassed for people to say, well, what do you do? Because I didn't have an answer. Interesting. You know, I learned a little something I would go into when I didn't have any money or I would be living in Europe. I would go in people's bathrooms and I found like the darker, the fun, like candlelit, maybe some hand cream. I, I remember from 25 years ago and I always have a candle. I always have a little bit of hand cream. I always have some florals, a nice like, Either like in bathroom, yeah. You're, you know, a great like a like a hand towel, but not too conservative, but just kind of undone, rustic. And I always get compliments on my bathroom. You and have to think of every touch point that yeah. somebody is going to have an experience in. I mean, think about it. If you're like in this beautifully like enveloping space, and then you go into the bathroom and it's like stark bright, and like you know, mm-hmm. you you can't find toilet paper or somewhere to wipe your hand. Like you have to think of everything and that's why i was saying simple ideas thoughtfully executed because like if you just think of every touch point you know you can okay i go on ice wound a lot so when i'm going i normally go for i'll either get my hostess gifts from you and well in advance so i'll order like the same thing four times oh that's so which is a really good tip when you're like okay again you're not stressed at either entertaining or going into someone's home what are the basic things? Like, are, is there like a basic color, like a beige or an eggplant or something like in terms of your napkins or in terms of your, not cutlery. I mean, like, do you like a certain color for your cutlery? Mm. Like, do you like black or gold or antique or tell us a little bit of your tips? Yeah. I think that, you know, people are likely not going to buy multiple 
plates and multiple sets of flatware and, you know, multiple linen napkins. So I think that like keeping things a little bit like neutral is like mm-hmm. probably the, the, the safest. But if you ever did, like in Cook Beautiful, my cookbook, I kind of separated not only the recipes, but also the tablescapes by seasonality, because I, I think that it. there's like a color that's attached to each season. So seasonality for me is like really the kind of springboard for when I think about how I'm going to set my table and whether it's like flowers or linens, like darker and richer and moodier in the winter and kind of lighter and brighter in spring and summer. So, you know, if you do have the ability and it doesn't have to be done with like the the napkins because I think like a cream or a white napkin is like safe. Um, but maybe it's with the flowers. Um, maybe those are like richer and darker hues, like mm-hmm. a wine color mm-hmm. or like, I don't I really love to set my table or dress the table sometimes with fruit or vegetables, you know, because you want to use something that's more sustainable. Sometimes yeah. flowers die really quickly and, you know, they're really expensive. So yeah. like do a table that's like all you know, black We have a grapes. very good friend, Mimi Brown. She mainly does parties, a little bit of interiors. And she does that little bit of a trick with like all different kind of vegetables. I'm like, how did you do this? And it's a complete, incredible centerpiece. It really is. Yeah. And, you know, just... I think that like a way to think about it, because it can be very overwhelming what that starting point is. But say Thanksgiving, for instance, like in the fall, everything is like these beautiful auburns and browns. And like you could literally go to the farmer's market or you can go to the supermarket and just get like walnuts and you can get pears and, you know, you could just and like different gourds and squash and, you know. One of the things that's so important is like a ver- like undulating table, right? Like have some things that have height. So you're always going to want candlesticks that like bring the height, but then everything on the table can just be like mounds of kind of trickling down the table, you know, autonomal color. God, vegetables. I love a good table. Did you, did you play around with all of this until you kind of perfected it? Because I think that's, it's it's a little intimidating. I mean, you make it sound very easy. Well, that's what she wrote, Cook I Beautiful. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I, did, I have not read it. I've got the other one, but I have not gotten Cook Beautiful. Ooh. I'm getting this because now I'm one. going to have autumnal and seasonal tablescapes. I love a tablescape. It's I, so fun. It's, I love when yeah, people, I love a dinner party. It sets the mood. I love when, I think what you said, it's someone being thoughtful. Mm-hmm. What's Thank the you. best? Like, if you were to have two recipes, like, what were your first two recipes that you're like, I can nail that you perfected? This. Like, I, yeah. I, well, I think for entertaining, like I said before, it's really important to prep everything in advance. So usually for the holidays, I like to do something that can be prepped completely in advance. That's like a braise, like braised short ribs and red mm. wine with you know like a a super silky like potato because it's can like hearty. I can cook that. Oh, I, I do a braised. I, I love a crock pot. I love a yeah, crock. it's great. I love, never done a braid. Or, or a Dutch oven. Like those are the two. It's great. Anything I can chop in the morning gets like, I'll have my meal cooked technically, like like cooking yeah. by 10 a.m. Oh, amazing. Yeah, I like that. Also a whole roasted chicken. It's interesting. Yes. Like I never used to cook a whole roasted chicken until I developed my recipe for Cook Beautiful. And it can be just like so simple. You always want to keep the bird out and dried out so it gets mm-hmm. a crispy skin. You want to bring it to room temperature. You could just toss like sweet potatoes, mm-hmm. you know, halved onions or shallots or, you know, beets, like any vegetable, just like toss it in the pan, like high heat oven. It gets 
you know, I don't know. It's just like it's there such... is nothing better than a whole roasted oh. chicken. It's so good. The I love to put my kids garlic. love love halved garlic, halved lemons. The lemons get like all kind yeah. of like sweet and they oh, it's caramelized so almost caramelized. Yeah. exactly. Are there any brands you love? That you, I know you do all your her curation is incredible. But are there any brands for like that you were like, okay, these are my go to brands for tablescapes or for you know plates and napkins yeah. and candles and. So there's this ceramicist called Jono Pandolfi who I bought his plates like 15 years ago and a lot of like the top chefs and restaurants use them and I ended up going out to his, there's something called Seconds. Have you guys ever heard of this? So a lot of ceramicists, like everything has to be like pristine and perfect, but they have this thing called Seconds, which means that whenever they make their ceramics, if it has like the most minor impact perfection like maybe it's like slightly wobbly like or maybe it has like a little ding on the side like not like a chip or whatever but like I don't know just like they they can't sell them at like whatever price they sell them at so they call them seconds so around 15 years ago I went out to his place in New Jersey and like ended up buying all these plates and rather than being like whatever they were like $40 a plate they were like five or eight dollars a plate so anyway I bought his plates and I absolutely love them. They're beautifully made. I can put them out for Christmas. I can use them every day. My son eats a cereal and ice cream out of them. They're just like great, like amazing. And now I sell them on ice cream, actually. Oh, I'm, I'm oh I love them. And, and we're we in New a- Jersey is the seconds. <laughs> I'm a Jersey girl over here. She's in I, I will find I will find out. Oh. But yeah, Jonah Pandolfi, he's great. Gonna- so yeah, we do a custom colorway. But also I think it's like really important to develop like relationships with a lot of like the makers that I sell on iSoon and Artisans. And how do you go about curating? Do you meet the artists? Do you meet the artisans? Do you say, okay, I love that. And then do you just find, and then you go in? Cause you do, you do do a lot of capsules, which I love. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I feel like developing relationships and also just organically finding people on Instagram and DMing them and being, you know, I, I do that with like makers all the time and just say like, Hey, you want, you want to, can you imagine being a brand and getting a DM from Athena Calderon? (laughs) I'd be like, Holy shit, I've made it. Yes. I'll send you whatever you want. Okay. Let's talk about your furniture. Yes. Okay. So your line, how it's contemporary, modern, but also a tad traditional. Oh, yeah, thank you. It's warm. It's you managed warm. to make it like simple but warm. I wanted it to feel really collected. I think that one of the things that I love most about interior design is like finding unique pieces that are oftentimes either one of a kind or out of reach or can't be found anymore because I'd like to buy vintage. And, you know, so many people had asked about like the pieces in my home. So I really use like my amazing community that I built on Instagram and people that have like helped me grow by informing what they're mm-hmm. responding to. And, you know, between the vintage pieces that I collected over time and their feedback, it really was kind of this, I feel like I was really led. Her kitchen on Instagram, I swear to God, is famous. <laughs> well, like Athena's kitchen. I and then I when sold. she moved, people freaked out. They did. I know. I had, I had a slight panic. A lot of people out. are upset. I'm, like, no. I'm not upset anymore. Actually, Jennifer um, Addison DM'd me and was like, why would you sell that perfect home? And I was like, because I want to find my next perfect home. <laughs> You were like, I just like to, I don't, I don't hang on to things. I really like to step into the unknown and like step into fear a little bit and let it propel my creativity. You know, you don't need to be an athlete to need extra hydration throughout your day. I mean, I'm 
an athlete mom, but not the point. Whether you have a full day of Zooms or a high cardio workout, maybe just really had a late night, Liquid IV makes it so easy to stay hydrated. We're obsessed with Liquid IV in my house. It's truly our favorite electrolyte drink mix with three times the electrolytes of the leading sports drinks, plus eight vitamins and nutrients for everyday wellness. Liquid IV hydrates two times faster than water alone, all in a single stick. No artificial sweeteners, zero sugar. And now they have their hydration multiplier and it comes in three delicious sugar-free flavors. Okay, I'm obsessed with the white peach. I love it, the green grape, and my kids are obsessed with the lemon lime. The white peach, honestly, it's just insane. If you haven't tried the guava and strawberry, you must. It's also uh, it's also a super favorite. It's convenient to carry on hand. I always have a few sticks on me in my car, in my office. They take up no room. And honestly, I use them when I'm really run down after a long night out or a flight, no matter the length. Grab your liquid IV hydration multiplier sugar-free in bulk nationwide at Costco. Or you guys can get 20% off when you go to liquidiv.com and use our code lipstick at checkout. That's 20% off anything you order when you shop Better Hydration today using promo code LIPSTICK at liquidiv.com. I promise you guys, you're going to love it. I'm so excited to talk to you guys about one of my favorite things, gifting. I love it. I loved gifting. I love receiving, but I love gifting. It's where I really thrive the most and tis the season to start thinking about all holiday gifting. I mean, I know we are technically still in October, but not for long. And wouldn't you rather get ahead of it and have fun with the process than be stressed later? For literally all the inspiration you need, Macy's Gift Finder is here to make your life a hundred times easier. They've got so much Different searches for gifts, like shop by price. Okay, listen to this. You can shop by budget, 25, 50, or lux. And I have to tell you, this is a really nice way to shop if you're looking to spend a certain amount or need to get a bunch of gifts or want to make sure you're staying within your larger allotted budget. Then you can also shop by gift list. Plus, Macy has a curated unique list for all the personalities in your life. Is your loved one a spa day enthusiast, an advent calendar fan, a big sports fan? Macy's has got you covered on all fronts. You can even find curated gift lists from your favorite influencers. If you know exactly what someone wants or they have really specific interests, this is a really great shop their gift list. It's really efficient as well. They also have shop by category. Here you can find top beauty, fragrances, jewelry, watches, handbags, and accessories, and a lot more. It's really, really helpful when you have an idea of what someone might like. So make sure you're getting ahead of your holiday shopping like me. Check out Macy's.com slash gift finder to find the perfect present. Macy's.com slash gift finder to find that perfect present. Okay, let's finish with your furniture. So what do you, what are your unique pieces? Is there something every home needs? Mm. And who tell us tell us about your collaboration? Yes. So it was a collaboration with Crate and Barrel and I had developed a relationship with them with creating content and developing recipes and doing tablescapes for them over the holidays. And like I said I like to build upon relationships. Mm -hmm. So I just like threw it out there and like you know, and that's one thing I think is really important that people need to do like who cares if like somebody says no and you fall on your totally. face, but like just ask. And I was just like, hey, rather than just doing content, like can we design something together? And then also they wanted me to do like the tabletop and the decorative accessories first and then do furniture, two separate collections. And I, 
again, I knew nothing about this process, but I was like, can we do it all together? Because like, then what, you know, I'm going to style my, you know, vases on somebody else's table or, you know, so anyway, I waited, I was patient and I waited probably another like eight months to 10 months or something. And then we collect, we launched a 140 piece collection and it was 140 piece. Wow. That is insane. And also you can get to see it. It's so beautiful. Thank you. It's so beautiful. And you also did an amazing carpet collection. I did. And, you know, and that's something like I loved being able to offer high design and beautiful pieces at like a a more accessible price point with Crate and Barrel. But then I also really love working with Benny Ruggs where we make these beautiful like artisanal, like beautiful. Yeah. I mean, in, in Marrakesh, like everything's hand woven by these incredible women in Marrakesh. And that was another incredible journey. And I love the design process, but I also love like the capturing of like and the building of relationships and being on set and collaboration and working with the photographer and the stylist. And again, like stepping outside of my comfort zone. I remember when we were shooting Benny Ruggs, I'd never shot with this one photographer before and I was like intimidated and like I like getting nervous and then like finding common ground and a lot of that happened in like in the kitchen as well when when I would step into the kitchen with like larger than life chefs like Jean-Georges or something I'd be like oh my god nervous and then like all of a sudden you have this shared love of like cooking and flavors and you know I've learned so much from you know everyone that I've gotten a chance to work with. Who's some of your favorite chefs? Ignacio Matos is hands down my favorite chef. He has Estella and Ultra Paradiso. And he's just, I've, I've learned so much from him. And when I got a chance, when he had his cookbook come out, we, you know, cooked in the kitchen together. And like, we ended up, again, finding common ground. And I think that that's what I love so much about Eye Swoon and storytelling, visual storytelling, but actually language and, you know, writing is like finding common ground with other creatives. And like, we loved the same restaurants. And I feel like I was inspired by some of the same dishes that he was inspired at at this one restaurant called Franny's in Brooklyn. And like, I just, I love, I love connection. I love community. Where do you find you get most of your inspiration from? Like what inspires you? Is it travel? Is it a place? Is it family? I would say travel really does inspire me so much because I feel like it really started even like the my journey. Like if I think about my first apartment, everything was like super slick and modern. And then all of a sudden like travel would show me about like patina and different architecture. And, you know, the more you, the more you see, the more your eye absorbs, the more you can kind of filter it through your own lens. And, and that happens with, you know, eating out at different restaurants, but also like traveling, you know, also going to see art and, you know, going to different museums in different parts of the world. Like you, you don't know what you're absorbing, what your eyes absorbing and how it's going to kind of be pushed out into the world. But like, I think it's so important to constantly feed your eyes. What's your favorite place you've traveled to? Yeah. I feel like Marrakesh like changed my life. You just went. I had my 50th birthday party. There. Oh, yes. Ivana cha- had asked yes, me. It, it, it changed my life because I would, when I was living in Europe and I was especially living in Paris, it was only three hours. And I, it just, it took me to a place like I've never been in my life. I could never like say, I'm like, I can't explain it. It's silent, but colorful and beautiful and loud all the same. And texture and flavors, You like the sense when you're walking, even like the prayer, like everything is just like, all the senses are really engaged. But Greece also was like a place that really inspired my culinary journey and, you know, Italy, Paris, Milan. I mean, I mean, sky's the limit. When you're designing furniture, was it different than you thought it was going to be? 
and you've collected all these incredible pieces, mm. but then now you're the designer. Was that hard to like get your mind around or was it like, okay, I can do this. It's pretty, was it seamless or was it difficult? I mean, I think that my process might not always be so efficient. Like I go really wide. I usually like tend to like pull so much inspiration and sometimes that could be really overwhelming, but like putting it, like pinning everything up on a wall and starting to see like common themes helps then, you know, then you start like pulling away. And, but I think that that's kind of my, my process. And then what I did that, you know, Crate and Barrel was almost like, you know, you just give us mood boards and our designers will kind of like see common themes and then like start to sketch things and present to you. And that didn't necessarily feel right for <laughs> me. Yeah. I'm, I'm a control freak a little bit. <laughs> and I just no. wanted to take it into my camp a little bit more. So I actually ended up like, because I'm not a technical designer and like, I used to be embarrassed of that, but that's just not my skill set. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm a little bit more like visual and like, creative directory and then need somebody to come in with the technical skills, whether it's like to sketch and pull like the leg profile here and the arm there. And so it was like the mood board, then the sketching and then presenting to Crate and Barrel. And then from there, their team was so exceptional. And that iterative process of working together with their team and learning what their customer needs. And, you know, I think that's what's so amazing about design. Like, constraints because you think it's going in one way but then you collaborate with somebody you learn what works what doesn't work and then like it starts to take different shape and go in a different direction so it was it was so amazing to work with their team and the sampling process and different finishes and changing the form and you know picking different material because the one I chose was too expensive like it was just I love collaboration and it was like such a beautiful journey I think you also love the process of it all. I love the process. And yeah. I like sharing the process. Because I'm not think a gatekeeper. I'm not a gatekeeper. Yeah. Thank you. But yeah, I think that I'm always curious because I was trying to find my way in my 20s and I really didn't find success until my 30s that like I'm, I was always asking other people's journey. I was always so curious about like their path. So now that I've found my path, I like to share it because I want to normalize being more than one thing for other people. And I think, you know, people have a lot of insecurities. I know I did, you know, I'm like, oh, you're just a model or you're just that. But like my creative eye has helped me in every aspect from modeling to acting, to having my own family, to building that. To having- well, I'm going to give you props. I'm going to say if there's something that she <laughs> could have done that she has not tackled professionally, her interior eye is next level. I have a good interior eye. Her interior eye, I will say. Not as good as yours. No, I've seen your homes. They're they're beautiful. And they're her. Like, they're really her. Like, I will say, your first house in the Hamptons, I was talking to Mike about this the other day. The style, you bought that in what, 98, 96? 98. 98. Mm. $538,000. Wow. But the way she decorated that house, if you walked into it, tweak a few pieces, of course, but it's everything with her eye for interiors like holds up to the test of time. And I think that's like one of the things that you have to have an instinct. And I don't think you can train for that. Like there's no school you go to. You have to make your home your own. Mm -hmm. And even so many people say to me like, you know, oh, you know, I have something from my grandmother, but it doesn't fit with the rest of my furniture. I'm like, 
Make it work. Make it. Reupholster it. I have a piece like, that I cannot make work, and I will take a picture and I'll send it to you. And it is. You can't make a, it work? It's a ceramic soldier with a green hat, and I don't, it's not working <laughs> anymore. Right, I don't know about a ceramic soldier. Maybe <laughs> you're right. The ceramic soldier is, is not going to go anywhere. It's buried in the basement. <laughs> no, but I also think, you know, what I love about your journey and your career and where you are, it's that it wasn't just going to college and going on a specific path. It was a little bit of this and a little bit of this and a little bit of this and really pivoting. Yeah. And I think, you know, that's not easy to do. It's not easy to slowly find it. And it's and but it does like people always ask me, like, like, you have to have a passion. You have to be curious. You have to want to know something. You have to want to to. I don't know. It's. But you to, took your community on the journey you with did. you. And I yeah. think that's why people connect with you is that they're on the journey with you. Like, I am dying to know what your next home is going. What 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 is what's where is your head at for that? So what are you thinking for it? And I think that's where that's why people are so engaged with you. And they love everything you put out there because they've grown with you. Mm, you know, and well, I think that's you. the key. It's I just want to say, like, it's hard to follow your instincts and follow your gut when you haven't done something it's hard because you're like you're new to it right mm -hmm. and this is this is still happening to me to this day I, like we all make mistakes right like I remember not trusting my gut when I did my cookbook because I was like I've never done this before I've never been on set before I've never like you know and I remember being like a little meek with like the food stylist and the prop stylist and be like oh well you know I don't do you think like you maybe make it a little more dirty yeah, do you think do you think we should try this? Like I remember being meek instead of when I knew I don't like that. And like And have you found your voice now? I've found my voice now. But I guess what I want to say what I want to like share is that like it is hard to find your voice and it's hard to trust your instincts when you've never done something mm -hmm. before. And you know, sometimes you don't and then you realize, wait, I should have. And like that's a that's a learning you take onto your next creative endeavor. But my point is like I'm as I was walking here, it was like, I have all these different people that are advising me as I start to think through like my own product for iSwoon. And I started to think to myself, like, you know what? Like, I don't care if they say this product isn't going to give me my, you know, ROI that like, because like cost of goods yeah. called cogs. Yeah. No, I know. That. And I was just like, you know what? I want, maybe I'll lose money, but like, I, I can't stop thinking about this. And there isn't like a journey that is going to tell me it's definitely going to succeed, but I keep obsessing about it. And that means that I need to execute it. Mm -hmm. and even if it, I don't have a return on investment, like even if it doesn't do well, like I need to trust my gut here. And like, I think that's what served me most, especially with starting wise, my skincare line. I had a similar situation. They're like, ah, oh, I think we're going to go this. I'm like, no, yeah, no, it's cost too much. You're never going to make money. Okay. And I just kept, I mean, I just, it, I was like, you know, I couldn't stop. I had to keep, it just, I'm like, no, I really, that's not how I would do it. That's not what I want to start with. Yeah. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard because it's a lot of money and you have to pray a lot. <laughs> <laughs> do you have a favorite child amongst your projects that you've done or your books, everything, everything that you've done? Is there a favorite looking back? Hmm. I really enjoyed the process of Live Beautiful. And I think that it's because I'm so visual. Uh, Cook Beautiful challenged me. Like the cookbook challenged me because I had to do all the writing and all the recipe development before the photography. So wow. everything had to be written first. And like that, 
not that it wasn't as inspiring, but with Live Beautiful, I got to shoot all of these beautiful homes first. And then I wrote from the visuals. And it's for me, it was just like an easier journey to like see the beauty. And we well, were a very visual human. Yes. So that was an easier process. And and, you know, the book has sold over 300,000 copies. And it's funny because the publisher wanted like a how-to like bloggery book. And I wanted this like beautiful coffee table book. And I feel like I ended up writing a book that was still serviceable to the reader. It wasn't just it's like- It's amazing. I have it. It's, it's beautiful. It's so beautiful. And the homes are incredible. It's so well-written. It's not bloggery at all. It's super chic. You can give it as a gift. It is Thanks, amazing. Um do you think your style has changed? Yeah, my style's changed a lot. It's funny because I was just talking to the girls on my team and I was just like, I, and maybe, maybe I'm just really hard on myself and I probably am. But I was like, I feel like a lot of my photography and images and like was very white and bright and cool and stark. And now I want it to be like moodier and messier and darker and like warmer so I, I and just more layered, more layered. Yeah, See, I do that. I go from either nothing or I just I need I need more cushion. I need more. Yeah. I just did something in my house literally like over the summer and I did it like in a day and I'm like, oh, it's much warmer. Yeah. Like I needed a little more. I needed a little more layering. I think it's so important for people in their own homes to like shop their own home and like you know, I I don't know. I grew up with my mom, like changing our living room into our dining room and our den into, you know, our, I don't even know what, but like she would just always like rearrange. And I feel like it's, it's so important. And I mean, that's what I think a lot of us did. And that's what I did a lot, like over the yeah. pandemic too, like just like play around, restyling my shit. Like it's so fun to just yeah. like restyle and play and pair things together. I mean, that's like, it's what I love. Like that is, there's is nothing better. Still alive? Yes, she is. She must be still on Long Island. She's so proud. She just moved to Florida. Um, I miss her a lot. But yeah, she's so proud. So what's next? What what do we have coming up? I feel Um, like it's a lot. What's (laughs) next? Well, my own product for iSpoon is definitely in the works. I'm really focused on this next home and designing my next home because the last townhouse really did kind of catapult my career. And I'm trying to like grow a business, but also keep some space for creativity for me to really lean into the design of my next home. But also I've been leaning into creative direction a lot for like other brands and really like creating kind of worlds and being on set and helping them with photography and storytelling. It's so important, a creative eye. Do you Mm -hmm. love your team? I love my team so much. And I think that, you know, I know I keep, I said this multiple times, but like, loyalty and building relationships is so much to me means everything and like I really like my my one my very first employee Jordana she was like still at FIT and she was an intern and like that was nine years ago and she's still with me to this day and like everybody on my team I absolutely adore and love and we're growing and we're learning together and um that's so beautiful I love that it's pretty great okay we could do a little rapid fire. Favorite holiday? <laughs> oh, God, I love Thanksgiving so much. That's just mine. Favorite dessert? Oh, I love a crostata or like a, you know, like a, a rustic tart. Like mm, it could be for any season. So what time do you go to sleep at night? I try to go to sleep at 1030. What time do you wake up? 630. Mm-hmm. 
Describe your style in one word. Sophisticated. Are you a collector? And if so, what do you collect? I like to collect memories, but I also like to collect objects from like travel because I think that once you bring something into your home that like is tethered to a memory that it makes your home more personal. What's your superpower? <sighs> my superpower is revealing my insecurities and vulnerability because I think it humanizes disaster when you kind of share your truth. Your favorite beauty product? Hmm. I think my favorite beauty product is probably a NARS red square lipstick pencil. Love. Mm. It's a good one. It's so, it's good. so good. I love a matte red not lip. Not too orange. And you not too wear blue. it beautifully with like you the dark hair so and the dark good. eyes. Thanks. Pretty. What has been your favorite age so far? I think it would be 34 because it's where I really found myself. Because when I, I was so happy as like, being in my 20s and a mom and I'm so happy now like really leaning into career but I think when those two things really kind of crashed together was my most joyful moment do you travel light or overpack I overpack always <laughs> text FaceTime or call I like a FaceTime I really really hate a voice note I hate a voice I hate note. A voice I too. hate it. Catherine Bowen, she can voice note. Like she can just like voice. I'm like, she like it's speaks to like, like a yogi mom. friends and it's my <laughs> European friends that do it the most. <laughs> I also hate WhatsApp. I'm just going to throw it out there. What are you What are you talking about? I don't like WhatsApp. I don't know why. It's WhatsApp like is amazing. Why? <laughs> okay, you know what? If you're sending video, it doesn't dilute the video, the, the oh, resolution. Really? I'm okay, telling you. Kenna, WhatsApp. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We're fans. We're fans. <laughs> Night in or night out? Oh God, I'm both. I'm really a loner. I like a night in, but like. But oh your husband's God. a musician. I mean, you must. You you've got like. I've been tapping back into going to the club lately. <gasps> no. Yep. Where, what I is the cool been. club to go to? I wouldn't even know. Well, I was in Ibiza for the whole month of <laughs> oh. July, so oh. I was at a lot of clubs. Oh my God! But Circle Loco is really fun. In, is that in New York? It's, it's mostly at DC Ten in Ibiza. Favorite hidden talent. Oh gosh, favorite hidden talent. I can like roll my belly. Can you really? <laughs> You're spending too much time in America. I mean, and I have a good I have a good headstand. Book, books or podcasts? Podcasts. Oh, Last one. If you could shop at any department store, what would it be? Can somebody please bring back Barney's? Oh God, we oh, talk please, about it. I mean, yeah. honest to God, we talk Fred's. about it. The amount of lunches we had at oh, the amount. I mean, I talked about it yesterday. I'm like, it, it all started to go down. I Barney's, just don't COVID, understand. Kobe. I know. Why? I don't know. The best curation. The best curation. I loved it. I, you could bring it back. You could be the one <laughs> to bring it back. Okay, before you go, we ask everyone here at Lipstick on the Rim, if you could give advice to your 10-year-old self, what would it be? I would say to stop judging yourself for giving up on things because everything you try leads somewhere, even if you don't know it at the time. You're amazing. I swoon. We're swooning over oh, Athena. Oh, this was so fun. Um, you guys can find her at I swoon. And you have Athena. Your Athena own. Calderon okay. is more like design focused. And, and we can't wait for your next home. Next we home. We are on the edge of our beautiful. seat. Oh, I love you. Thank you so much. This, this is, is so, so good. Fun. So fun. I know, I know. Can you be my little, great little director? home inspo? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we love you guys. Jersey. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you guys next week. 
Thanks for listening to Lipstick on the Rim with Molly Sims and my ride or die, Amisha Gormley. We are always so excited to bring you guys along on this journey. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, TikTok at Lipstick on the Rim or my website where we just dive a little bit deeper into my favorite products, trends, and much, much more on mollysims.com. This podcast is a production with Dear Media. A special thanks to my team, Elizabeth Tawfield, Schaefer Carrillo, Ken Ryan, and Anna Sessions and everyone at Dear Media. Don't forget to listen and follow wherever you get your podcasts so you never miss out on the fun. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.